0: Welcome back to a very special episode of the Design Freaks podcast. My name is Clarita. I'm your host. Um, This is a podcast normally about music industry, art, and design. Still is. Uh, But today I'm sharing an interview, a live interview with Lydia Lunch. I was lucky enough to get to chat with her recently. Uh, She came to Seattle for two nights and performed Murderous Again, Psycho Ambient. Jazz Noir, Pathological Poetry. I love her words. Um, with musicians Tim Dahl and Matt Nelson at the lovely Rabbit Box Theater in uh, Pike Place Market. If you really want to make a, a Seattleite upset, go ahead and call it Pike's Place. It's kind of fun. Okay, so the show was really entertaining, uh, emotional, thought-provoking, Just really cool, and you should definitely go see that or any one of her iterations. Uh, I highly recommend. Uh, If you're not familiar with Lydia Lunch, I'm not going to rattle off her whole Wikipedia right now. I recommend the documentary called The War Is Never Over. She also has a stellar podcast uh, that she does with Tim Dahl called The Lydian Spin, and they're hilarious uh they have the coolest guests on and it is seriously my favorite podcast right now they have over 200 episodes right now too so get into that uh but yeah to sum her up i guess she's an outspoken no wave musician artist confrontational poet (laughs) yeah, this is not an ordinary design freaks. I did ask her some questions um, pertaining to uh, album covers. And uh, backstage, she also told me this about her record covers from throughout her career. She said, um, the thing that all the her covers have in common is that she is looking at you from the cover. She's She's peering out at you. I did ask her the question I ask all of my guests, what's the first record cover you remember? And her answer is the best. But yeah, she just is an Akashic Records worth of punk rock truth. Just fascinating, hilarious person. Anyway, you'll hear it for yourself. And thanks to everyone at the Rabbit Box Theater, Robin and Drew, Gary Mula, best name in the biz, and the entire staff. Uh, it's a very special place here in Seattle. At Pike's Place. Quickly before that, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, please share with other vinyl and design freaks. Leave a five-star review. Subscribe wherever you found this. And if you are entertained, even mildly, please hit the donate button uh, on my website. And that's designfreakspodcast.com. Find everything there. You can find it all on my link tree. That's all in the show notes, folks, as always. Oh, and as always, uh, for more music-related podcasts, check out RuinousMedia.com. For those of you watching on YouTube, I will have a slideshow up. Uh, We did not get video, um, and I'm so glad we didn't. It's one of those you-had-to-be-there things. But I'm going to put up a slideshow of photos from the night of and from record covers from throughout Lydia's career. Those are always fun to look at so she can watch you while you're watching her, listening to her, watching you. All right, without further ado, here is the interview with Lydia Lunch live at the Rabbit Box Theater, Wednesday, July 19th, 2023, Seattle, Washington. Why? Because the war War. is never over. Hey, Hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome. My name's Clarita, and uh, I am Lydia Lange. (laughs) Are you
1: applauding because you know me, or because you're just happy that we're both here? Thank you. Uh,
2: Welcome to the Rabbit Box Theater. Thank you, Lydia, for for chatting with me today. It may be my favorite place to perform ever.
1: In like really? 46
2: years of performing, and I will be back. Oh, good. Whether you want it or it doesn't matter. There are other people to insult. Anything to get you back to Seattle sooner? It's been so long, and I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. It's been like 10 years. Yeah. Who's um, counting?
0: I guess it's me. Oh, thank you. My water.
1: She knows. Um, I don't.
0: Okay. So my name's Clarita. I'm a local podcaster here in Seattle, and I'm just going to have a little chat ahead of the show with Lydia, and uh, so appreciative and
2: honored to talk to you. I'm um, honored to t- talk to you, honey.
0: Ooh. And we want to s- remind everybody no photos or videos during any of their performances. Because you know why? They
2: always look like shit. I can Truth back be told. that up. Yeah. And uh, no interruptions. And uh, anyway. Uh, uh, excuse me, what did you just say? No interruptions? I really don't need applause.
1: Yeah. till after i leave the stage cuz i know what i do to you and i know you might have an emotional response but push your hands where they do the work best
2: Suzanne. oh my god so speaking of what you do best what you oh do honey, best how would you know well you're think- guessing I think we can all guess. You you guys have been on tour for a while now. Murderous again. You've been where? What, what were your favorite countries that you've recently visited? You know, I, you know what? I would like to go anywhere. I'm a road dog. I like to go anywhere. I like to go
1: everywhere. I like to go places I haven't been in a while. I like to go places I have been like a year ago. We were just retrovirus was recently in Italy. That was amazing. And Spain. And Murderous Again, which is this latest, you know, incorporation of my musical schizophrenia, which I'm having a really good time with. We just go where we go. And it's like my entire career, I have to be like a geographical divinator. Where can I take what I want to do next? It's not always that easy. It hasn't been easy. But here I am tonight, and I'm having a good time.
2: You made it. I made it back to Seattle. And any juicy stories. From about, the about what, honey? Come on.
1: I usually charge for that shit. Can you share one with us? I usually...
2: <laughs> oh, my... No, they are all Really. Okay, any, any murders, any change. fights? <sighs>
1: Most people realize you do not want to fuck with me. I might want to fuck with you. But I have to say, and it's always men. I have had numerous men come up and go... Including one just two nights ago. Would you punch me? Maybe it was here. In the, in the eye. I want you to sign my black eye. I'm like, are you shitting? I boxed for eight years. It's not a problem. I look at it this way, and I will be speaking about it tonight. If I am replacing your father's fist with mine, I do it out of love. And it's true. Sometimes it's just a curative. Now you, honey, I would not hurt you at all. I've Thank tried to God. heal you. Ooh. I can see there's a bit of hurt between your thighs.
0: Absolutely.
1: That's why they're closed. Tight. That's why I'm manspreading. Yep. I, I hurt with mine. You may have been hurt in yours. <laughs> I know how to crack a dick, though. <laughs> uh, it's very simple. Ladies, please, take, take take note. You sit on it. It's hard. Good luck. Quick left turn, emergency room, eggplant sized ice pack for a week.
2: Well, excuse me, you were you were saying something? Moving on, <laughs> moving on. In an interview with Richard Kern, speaking of uh,
0: Gore, uh, you said he played. Oh, in his first performance, he played
2: guitar so badly an audience member chopped off their hand. Cor- incorrect. Okay, <laughs> tell let, us. Let me. This is ridiculous.
1: When I first started doing curatorial spoken word, when I came back to New York after living in London for a while, because i in Los Angeles, I'm a nomad. I'm like, I want to do some performances. And I, somebody said, Well, meet Richard Kern before we had done any movies together. So I was going to tell him the most tragic tale, Daddy Dearest, probably the first spoken word story about incest. But Richard Kern pre, preceded that looking like a CIA agent playing guitar in the most horrible fashion, but his blood boy is like, what is this shit? I'll show you how it's done. Runs up and cuts off his fake hand. Early spoken word, I had to insert a bit of false violence to prevent real violence from happening. Because there has been violence, and always with men who are too ridiculous to know, I'm actually defending you, you fucking idiot. From the predators and the patriarchy
2: and the men that would rather fucking kill you
0: What and about see aud- you
2: be ha- as you are. Sorry, what about audience reactions? Like, what is a crazy audience reaction? I don't care. No? Have people reacted to what you're All saying? Right. They don't one, get okay, what you're doing? Okay,
1: one stands out. And this is really why, again, back in the day, why am I doing a free spoken word performance in San Francisco many decades ago? And I had already planned that we have to do staged violence to prevent real violence from happening because I've never met a man I couldn't fucking kill. Let's face facts. fact. Somebody somebody hit me in the head from across whatever with a bottled glass Heineken. I did not go down. My head went... I'm like, throw a six-pack asshole. But we had staged violence planned, so Richard Kern, who was involved in this, pulled our plant up from his hair with a blood knife, cut his forehead. And I said, okay, the assholes have got to leave, but the idiots can stay. We had to stage violence to prevent men from trying to create violence. And if they were bold enough to come up to my face, well, I would have throat-punched them and killed them, and I probably would be in jail still. Yeah, Did it work? Nobody heckled after that. Good. All right. Or threw a bottle. I'll tell you one more example of great audience control. Why would I open for the Rollins Band with spoken word at a frat bar in Cleveland? I'm an idiot. Back in the day. And some mama's boy yells out, show us your tits. Now, excuse me, my tits, still glorious, have been featured in many films. No biggie. They're only fucking tits, by the way. I'm sorry. I don't really find them so fucking sacred. Only I know they look good. Show us your tits. I showed him my tits. I got, and this is when I would have a police mag light. I'm like, show me your dick. And the Rollins band pulled his pants down, and I said, that's why I need a mag light because I would need a magnifying glass to fucking see it. No more heckling. That was then. You see what we deal with now? Loving, gentle, simple, complicated
2: men, women, and others. Thank you. I love that kind of
1: shit, though.
2: I want to cut to an audience question. Um, This is from Raymond. He wants to know, what made Teenage Jesus a jerk? (laughs) You if you didn't hear it. Um, Moving on. (laughs) It was Uh, the ugliest music ever
1: invented, and I am quite proud of that, because it was also one of the tightest. It was hideous. It was a hideous den. True that. Hmm. It has yet to be topped.
2: I can agree. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm glad I was taking a survey. (laughs) Uh, Dan wants to know uh, where can he find his old copy of Adulterers Anonymous. Probably at his last girlfriend or boyfriend's bedroom, maybe under I told the mattress.
1: You, <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Look there. You know what? My book, Paradoxia, is probably the most stolen book. People always say, I had a copy, it was stolen. I had
2: another copy, it was stolen. I'm like, buy another one. We want from me. Can't help you.
1: That's great. Lock it down.
2: Wow. That, do you find that to be an honor to have your book stolen? Yeah. Well, I steal a lot of shit too, so I'm like, yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. If you think I make money from my books only when I sell them personally, so it don't matter to me if it's stolen and bought again. Uh.
0: Okay. So, what is? uh, Okay, I want to know about because I've listened. Have you guys heard the Lydian Spin podcast?
1: I have a podcast with Tim Dahl, the bass player tonight of Murderous Again. Mm Over 210 episodes, mandatory for me. I mean, we started before the pandemic. I consider it a cultural audio museum of weirdos. We used to have in my, gen- before you were born in my generation, we, there were a few good magazines that would tell you things that could be of interest. And so they don't really exist anymore, and the internet is a swamp of bullshit. So I thought, well, maybe we can have just have one place where we can expose people to people they might know and might not know. And I find it very important. I do consider a cultural audio museum. The Lydian Spin every Friday. For free for now, but in about two weeks, it's you're going to have to pay. There's 209 episodes, you better catch up real
2: quick. I mean, I get my news, my weather, <laughs> my, lit, you know, it has intros, t- yeah, it's all, it's, you know. Uh, it's fun. So you talk a lot about authors and literature. Um, Filmmakers, musicians, right. circus clowns. No, not, no circus clowns yet, but I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, do you have a favorite current uh, writer, author that you're excited about? Well, okay,
1: this is a very bizarre story. So a few weeks ago, I was in Barcelona with the new drummer of uh, Retrovirus, Kevin Shea. And I, still, I lived there for eight years, and I still have about 100 books there. And I'm like, Kevin, do you want any books? And I go, look, just take these two. Contortionist Handbook and Dermaphoria by Craig Clevenger, written in 2005, 2008. I don't read much fiction anymore. So I gave it to him. A few weeks later, an old booking agent said to me, I have a book I want to send you. It's called Gallows Dome by Nolan Knight. Read the book, put him on the podcast, talking to him. Mention, I mentioned Craig Clevenger because, again, I don't read much fiction at this point. And he goes, I'm doing a reading with him next week. I'm like... He has a new book. He did, called Mother's Howl. So I'm like, okay, get me in touch. I get in touch with Craig Clevenger, and he goes, did my publisher contact you a week ago? I'm like, I never expect anybody to know who I am. No. I go, why would you want your publisher to contact me? He goes, well, I read that you liked my books a few years ago. And I'm like, Mother Howl by Craig Clevenger is an amazing book. Two-part narrative. Somebody who's trying to escape their father, who was a serial killer, and somebody else who's in a psychiatric hospital, just psychedelicizing everything. So all of August, all of July, we're still in July. For the past four weeks, we've had reader, we've had writers who are reading their stuff, and that's very important to me because some people are too fucking lazy, lazy to even read books. Well, then here's
2: here's a snippet. I am listening to Mother Howell, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fucking good. It's weird. It's great. I recommend it. And I like when the readers read their material.
1: But, I mean, no, we've had so many. You can't sum up 211 or however many. You can't sum up musicians, writers, filmmakers. I don't even know how we had that many every Friday for free for about another two weeks. Hello. <laughs> hey,
2: a dollar a download. Give me a break. Go ahead. Okay. Um, okay, so you're known as intense. Like,
0: okay. I'm known! I'm known intense.
2: <laughs> okay. Confrontational. Confrontational. There you go. Uh, caustic. These are words I've read on the internet about you.
0: Oh uh,
1: you're a genius.
2: But you're also extremely collaborative. Um explain, I must be the, I'm, look I'm <laughs> explain that. Because I'm so
1: fucking nice. And I am so supportive of other musicians, artists, authors. It's like my rage I take it to the stage. I'm very supportive. I mean, I have curated spoken word shows for decades. I'm very supportive of collaborators. I need collaborators. I want them. I need them. I love them. And I'm very... Look, if you meet me for three minutes, hello. You know how sweet I am. But I'm not paid to be fucking sweet. And I don't need to present that. I need to present a hardcore fucking reality that nobody else seems to be voicing. Any other
2: questions? Let's wrap it up. How about one? Thanks for being my mouth. Okay, so... What is the honey? What is (laughs) and you have been? Uh, What is the first album cover you remember? Well, I'm going to tell you this. There was an album cover that caused me, at the age of around 13, to run away
1: for the first time to New York City, and that was the New York Dolls. I'm like, boys that look that good, I gotta go. (laughs) Being somebody who feels like I've been in drag my whole life. Trust me. That's why I'm manspreading. (laughs) The New York Dolls were just, to me, absolutely. It wasn't the first album I bought. I never bought records. I stole them all. (laughs) Give me a break, really. It's when you could steal shit. Um, A lot of people steal shit now. It's when you could steal vinyl. The New York Dolls, I ran away to New York to look for them. Of course, I didn't find them, and I had to go back home and then come back a few years later, and then I found suicide, and that was good enough. I would say the New York Dolls made me run away to New York. (laughs) Boys that look like girls, girls that act like boys, that's my shit. With that saying, I would like to say thank you very much. I am happy to be back at the rabbit box. And now we're going to have a little bit of murderous again. Thank you very much.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Lydia. Thank you, babes.